You're listening to Show Me Your Mic, a show that interviews other podcasters about their workflows, gear, and thoughts on podcasting. Your host is Chris Enns, a podcaster who's hoping to learn more about the craft by talking to fellow broadcasters. All right, hello, welcome to uh, Show Me Your Mic. This is episode... uh, 18. <laughs> and I'm Chris Enns, your host, and uh, today I am joined by a man who, a gentleman who, to my knowledge, doesn't actually have a podcast. But you, when we were talking before, you said maybe you had to start a show. Anyways, Aaron Dowd is here. Hey, Chris. Hi, Thanks for having me. <laughs> Sorry for the ra- random intro, but uh, yeah, we, what uh, you had approached me, and actually it's funny because I had, I had heard from, uh, I think, Dave Rupert over at Shop Talk. I was he was picking my brain about podcasting stuff a while back, and he said, "Yeah, I got this guy editing our shows." I was like, "What? You can you can have someone edit your show?" <laughs> I was like, "Why? Why haven't I done?" That to, and then he told me he pays you, and I was like, "Oh, why, right, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for the money makers." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you got when you got Dave Rupert money, you can throw that around. Well, I lo- I love honestly, no, I love Dave Rupert, and he's he's such a nice guy, and uh, and we met up one time actually when I was talking to him about doing his show because uh, my band was in Austin, and I said, hey, let's grab coffee, and he's like, let's go to a dribble meetup, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'm way underdressed, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but he it was really nice. We got to hang out, and I got to ride in his awesome truck, um, and we just talked about stuff, got to know each other, and a really nice guy, um. So and yeah. and uh, and I, I help him out with his ATX web show um, because because he's such a nice guy and he tells people about me. So uh, yeah. that's that's a good relationship right there. So it's not not always about money. Um, <laughs> I do like to get paid for editing, um, yeah. but but sometimes the other arrangements can be made. I, if I could, yeah, like rides and if I could find a way to work free barbecue into podcast editing, <laughs> I probably yeah. would. I know well, that's where if you like you're you're based for those who don't know you're based out in Fort Worth, Texas, which we discovered or I discovered you knew this already obviously, but is about three and a half hours or so out of uh, away from Austin by by motor vehicle, and uh, so you can you can head over there for a barbecue if you I need can to, it's but, it's uh, close but no cigar. Yeah, it's Austin kind of seems to be coming the the epicenter of podcasting among other things, web design and things like that too. Just tech in general but uh seems like a guy, a guy like you who does podcast i think could make a decent living <laughs> i should be there and <laughs> funny story do you want to go into my backstory right now no go for it tell me the yeah the if there's a okay funny story so i started playing drums when i was 12 and i've always been musical and i wanted to play in a band um, but I wasn't sure how to do that. So I took music theory in college, um, but I was partying too much. So eventually dropped out of that. Um, I didn't have a lot of focus. So I ended up at an auto parts factory when I was 21. Um, <laughs> and that was really terrible. So after a while I started thinking about, okay, you know, what can I do? I need a job that I can do for my laptop so I can get on the road and tour with some bands. Um, and still make money because that's the hard part of being a touring musician is a lot of times you don't make money. So I started learning web design, right? I was like, I want to, I want to start making websites or graphic design, anything that I can do on my laptop while I'm touring with a band because you know, you can make money doing that. So, uh, I started listening to shows like, um, I don't know if shop talk was back then. I started with five by five and some other podcasts just as a way, because they were really educational and it seemed like there were a lot of things that I could learn from listening to those guys. And it was just good just to, they were great shows. And then uh, I started getting into recording audio because I wanted to do demos for the bands I was in. Because that's a good way to get your music out there, progress your career, all that stuff. Um, so I started learning Logic Pro, uh, Ableton, and the, just the basics of audio editing like compression, EQ, uh, mixing, and, and cutting stuff up. Um, and then I saw Dan Benjamin post a job on Authentic Jobs for an audio engineer. And I was like, oh, I could edit podcasts? <laughs> I love listening <laughs> to podcasts. Like, that's perfect. They, I could get paid. Uh, he wanted somebody in Austin. Um, and so, But that was a bummer. 
Um, but I was like, okay, you know, but it just sparked that, that idea in my mind. Like so many, honestly, so many of Dan Benjamin's podcasts have just sparked ideas in my mind about different things. And I said, okay. Um, so eventually I, right around the time that app.net got started, I was talking to some people on there and this is when like people started doing podcasting, right? It was like, everyone saw what five by five was doing. Um, like Mueller radio was coming around all these other shows, uh, and some friends on there of mine were like, let's start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, let's start a podcast. So we started a podcast called the social converse. Uh, and it was, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I did it for a couple of weeks and then, um, like some bad stuff happened. My, uh, my parents had gotten in a car wreck right around Christmas. Uh, and then I started being gone a lot. So I couldn't catch, record the shows, um, with the guys live. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I'll still do audio editing. So I did, I did a, a couple months of that. And then one, one week I was listening to, uh, Chris and Dave do the shop talk and they were having all kinds of audio problems. Like, Skype was dropping out. There was all this awkward silence. I was like, oh man, this is terrible. Because I love the show. I love listening to it. And they always had good guests on it. It was one of my favorites every week. So I, I sent them an email and I was like, hey, uh, do you guys need someone to do audio editing for you? And I had no idea. Like, I had no idea what to charge. I didn't know what they were going to say. And they were like, so I, I just offered to do an episode or two for free. And I was like, if you like it, we can work, you know, figure something out for money and we'll go from there. Um, and that's, you know, the next couple of days later, I was in Austin. I met up with Dave and I did some shows and uh, it's kind of been progressing ever since. And it's funny, I look back at the first two episodes I edited now and I listen to them and I'm like, ooh, those aren't very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned I've learned a lot of stuff just by just by keep you know doing it every week and, and iterating and getting better at it. Uh, just yeah. a lot of tricks, a lot of little tweaks that that help the sound get better. And I'm still learning, but so that was that was kind of it. And now I uh, now I'm with a pretty good band. Uh, we travel a fair amount, a um, couple days a week usually, and I edit uh, four or five podcasts. Got a couple more in the works, hopefully, uh, and it's working out really great. I'd I haven't uh, haven't talked Dan into hiring me yet, but I'm working on it. I send him an email every once in a while. I'm like, "Yo, what's what's up?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's cool. Uh, I have enough. I don't know how well uh, how well Dan does email, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But but good good luck. The other day, the other day, I sent him an email and I was like, I was like, "Hey, you remember when I called in to quit that one time and I told you I wanted to be a podcast editor?" Uh, and I wanted you to hire me. Well, you haven't got back to me about that yet, but I've got like four more shows now and I'm still going. He sent me an email back. He's like, what's your phone number? I was like, uh, you know, eight one seven, blah, 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 blah. And that's been, that's been that. So I know one of these days he's going to call me and I'm going to be like, yes, <laughs> but it's till then I'm still learning and getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there was a few different ways I wanted to go there. The, uh, editing the podcasts when you uh yeah let's go to there the uh podcast editing that you do for someone talk about a bit about what what you actually do so like we're recording this show and for anybody who's listening we're gonna you're gonna actually edit this show for me and we'll be able to see how much better a job (laughs) someone professionally or semi-professionally or whatever does no pressure versus uh me me hacking yeah exactly (laughs) your entire career depends no right there's not that many people that listen to this just just a whole bunch of podcasters who could potentially hire you Oh God. But uh <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna slip some little extra things into the edit afterwards to see if you catch it and no. <laughs> I, I I can get just ask Dave, dude. I've I've cut out some really, really bad stuff out of their podcast. He's like, dude, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, dude, I'm a pro, man. I got this. <laughs> like nobody's awesome. ever gonna know that that was there. Um but yeah, so podcast editing and and I um so I'll, I'll get to that. Um basically what I do is um a lot of people record podcasts through Skype, um, and while that works, you can have problems with uh, call quality, and it's kind of out of your control. Um, and this is what was happening with Shop Talk. Whenever I, whenever I got in touch with them, they were recording the Skype call and posting it. Um, so the first thing that you'll need to know if you want to do a really great podcast, you know, whether you hire me to edit it for you or not, is get everybody to record audio on their local computers. Um, uh, I'm not going to assume that everyone is on a MacBook, but most of you guys probably are. 
and QuickTime has a has a has a built-in recording uh, option, and you can just—it's really really super super simple to set that up. So so record local audio, and then um, I, I just send a, a Dropbox invite to the people. You can share links through Dropbox or just share a Dropbox folder. That's what I do with uh, the shows that I do. And then everyone, whenever the shows are done, everyone pops them in. Um, I load them up into Logic Pro, do some EQ, do some compression, um, cut them up, add music if necessary, and then export them out. And that's pretty much and the so workflow. Then, yeah, and so your uh, are people when they do the QuickTime thing, you are then sort of, um, you know, like we we're joking about, you know, actually having to go through and make sure you're looking for or listening to for any errors. Mm-hmm. Do they send you sort of like? notes of like around two minutes there was like an f-bomb we need that taken out and that's happened those kind of things or yeah, that's happened once or twice <laughs> um or <laughs> it's <laughs> it's happened a couple times where i'm listening to the shop talk live and the skype call drops and they're like or it's like somebody's talking over someone else because they didn't realize that that some that their audio had dropped out or something and i'll <laughs> i just laugh and i'm like yeah i'll have to fix that later but yeah i do um <laughs> I haven't had too many problems with that. Like if, if somebody drops an F bomb, uh, someone will say, Hey, there was an F bomb, uh, about halfway through the episode ever. And, and I, I do listen to the shows that I'm editing currently, um, just because I really enjoy all of them and I listen to them anyways. Yeah. That, that's how it goes. You know, you got to make sure everything's lined up. Uh, some people, you know, will have coughs and I'll cut that out, but it, it's kind of strange now that I've done it for a while, I can look at an auto audio file and see, um, okay, he's talking at this point, and then this other person starts talking, and then he coughs a couple times, and uh, you know you can actually recognize those little short bursts uh, and cut them out pretty easily. And yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much how that goes. Yeah, so the shows that you're doing, like you talked you talked about the Shop Talk Show, ATX Web Show, Execute Podcast, uh, which is over on the industry, mm-hmm. and then Happy Monday which is uh, Sarah Parmenter and Josh Long. Josh Long, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all like those shows say Happy Monday, for example, just because it's a two-person, uh, two hosts, and then they interview somebody typically, mm-hmm. and uh, or else it's just the two of them talking. So you're getting, they're getting uh, all three people or two people, whoever it is, to each record their own end and then send you those, the WAVE or, or AIFF, whatever file. Yep. And that's what you're working off of, right? Yep. That that's how it goes. They yeah. they usually either get a Dropbox link from the guest, or uh, or just throw the file straight in the Dropbox folder that we share. And it's interesting how popular you know obviously podcasting broadcasting has become in that it's not even that weird nowadays for most people, even if they've never done a podcast, to know how to record their own voice because so many of the especially in the design creative world, I think so many people are now appearing as guests on shows that they are understand the idea of recording and oh yeah you know whereas five years ago it was like what i don't i've never touched QuickTime. why would i <laughs> or or skype for recording you know or that kind of thing yeah as the other thing i've noticed and i'm not i'm not sure maybe you guys could tell me but it seems like a lot of these people maybe not even necessarily if they do their own shows but they seem to have some of them have good mics it's like you're, you're not even right. a host of a podcast but like you went out and bought a, a, a usb mic because you know you're on so many shows and and that's it's really cool, and I'd honestly I'd like to see more of it because a good microphone I think is a a good investment for almost anyone. Um, yeah, it never hurts to have a have a good good sound quality. Well, and so many of those again in that that field, I think they do often are doing like screencasts or whatever, yeah. demoing their their apps or their websites or whatever and things like that. And so then yeah, they end up picking up gear for for other stuff. But uh, that was one of the questions I actually had for you was, um, you know, right now you you're dealing with a fairly controlled environment in that you like three of the shows are, um, I'm sorry, two of the shows you do are, are similar folks like Dave Rupert and you sort of know what to expect with him. And then, mm-hmm. um, but dealing with, you know, random guests and stuff, um, and sort of remembering settings for each one they're using, just talk a bit about, I guess, in logic, how maybe your, your setup, I don't know if you use templates or, or just sort of each show, uh, start off, each time or whatever what what's sort of your workflow right in logic yeah yeah i got you um the cool thing is is both chris and dave and honestly i think josh uh and drew too for execute um as far as i can tell i think they all have road podcasters 
which are great USB microphones. And if anyone's uh, hasn't got a good uh, microphone for your podcast yet, I would suggest those. Um, so I know what to expect for them uh, all the time. Um, but yeah, the guests, <laughs> the guests can get tricky uh, because people will use laptop microphones. There'll be background noise. They won't record with enough gain. Little things like that. So it's always kind of, I, I, I know what to expect, and I have actually um, mixer uh, channel strip setting templates for Chris, Dave, Josh, and uh, Sarah, and a bunch of other people. Um, and I do use templates for for the shows. Like whenever whenever I get the files for a new Shop Talk show, I open up Logic, and it says, "Hey, you want to start a new file?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Shop Talk show template." And then it pops up, and Chris and Dave have their own spot, and then there's a spot for a guest. And then there's some master settings for the for the output, um, so I just drop stuff in and go from there. Make little tweaks um, if I have to. But the guests the guests are usually really interesting in that I I have to dial in the sound as best as I can, you know, use compression, um, do some EQ. If there's too much high end, I'll, I'll take some stuff out. I'll I'll, uh, I'll cut out some bass frequencies or add some depending. So yeah, it's usually the guest. The guest is usually the interesting part of of editing, um, and then also I do I do show notes for the guys, um, put them together, add show links. I do. I have a um, <clears throat> excuse me, a text expander snippet uh, for nice. for the shop talk show to do those little time jump links. Whenever whenever Dave implemented that, we we got together and uh, and worked it out. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, okay, so talk to me about that because. To, uh, show notes i think you could uh, you could probably charge as much for <laughs> i know uh, tim's listening but um anybody who's doing any amount of podcasting show notes and you're trying to maintain show notes as you record or after as you edit mm-hmm. and it's kind of the bane of the existence of podcasters if there is one because <laughs> it's just you're always like forgetting and you get wrapped up in a good conversation and forget to re- remember to write down etc and so um what's the the time I know I love what Dave's done with the time code thing, and I try to mention it on just about every episode of this show so that more people are aware about it. But um, the what are you using for text expander? How is there some sort of like time code thing that you can pull out of Logic, or is there does that have that level of hook, or you're kind of? <laughs> I, I there probably is, but all I do is, uh, and I'm gonna actually post it in the thing right here. Um, I hit S two S T Q. And that pops up the little text expander window. And then I just type in the time I look at. I actually just look at what time the event is happening. You know, if they start a new question or if they're talking about someone's project and there's a website link or, or just whatever. And I type in, I don't know, 45, 45, you know, and then there's a little right. spot for a question text. Um, nice. And then I use and then uh, it kind of looks like that since Tim's in the chat room. It's it's basically a um, it's a markdown link. So you got the square brackets and then the parentheses uh, hashtag t equals forty five semicolon forty five and then text um, and whatever Dave does. Yeah. I don't understand how Dave's magic works. Um, <laughs> what he 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 the, that gets turned into a list item uh, and the the number forty five forty five is is clickable and I'll take you to the right spot. Um, yeah. so as, as, I, as I go through the, uh, listening to the show, whenever they pop a new question in there, I look at the time and, um, put down the, the show notes for that. Yeah, that's sweet. Actually, that's, a, that's so funny. Cause I, I have text expander. I use it a lot in my, in just about every other aspect of what I do, like emailing and mm-hmm. my day job of web design and all that kind of stuff. Excuse me. But I just, you know, you'd kind of like compartmentalize things and i don't even think they hadn't even thought of using it for some stupid reason with the podcast well here's the other thing is do you have do you kind of have a pre-made template that you start off with every week anyways i mean i haven't i haven't looked currently and i'm afraid to start clicking buttons because i don't want to break things um (laughs) hold on command you mean click new tab uh, on your website yeah like because i know for for happy monday or execute one of them they have they kind of have a, a similar format for posting. Oh, here's Dan Benjamin on the homepage. It's pretty cool. Um, they have a similar, <laughs> sorry, they have a similar uh, template, uh, and actually Shop Talk does too. So I I actually made that into a text expander snippet. So I hit STT, and it expands like this kind of 
skeleton frame of different pieces, you know, sponsors. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Show links. And then the, whatever the introduction is at the top, especially if it's pretty much the same every week. Um, then I just plug in, plug in the person's name, a little bit about them. And that way, I, you know, just, I just like saving as much time as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, I mean, I just copy and paste from the previous entry or whatever, the previous post episode or whatever. Yeah. And that's not so bad either. In my case. But sim- yeah, but it is actually, I mean, tech spender would make it even that much easier to, uh, pre quickly copy paste stuff now that with the newest version where you can actually keep that modal window or whatever open to copy and paste stuff into it. If you need to, you know, I got to look into that. I've, I've heard some, some cool stuff is coming out of them and I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. And but funny yeah, story. Good- uh, um, Mac Power users is actually the reason I have both One Password and Text Expander, and why I use them. So thanks, yeah. guys. If anyone's knows them or is <laughs> listening of that show, yeah, awesome show. We'll get into that because we'll uh, we'll listen to your or you'll list your some podcasts that you listen to at at the end of the show here. But uh, that's yeah, that's a great one for all those kinds of tips. And One Password, I, I'll actually when this re- is released, it probably won't be on sale anymore, but it's on, <laughs> on sale right now anyways. For oh, yeah. So that. If you haven't got it. Yeah, so they send you the files, you, you edit them, you're doing, you're as much or as little, I guess, as people want, right? You're publishing it even if they're, if they're handing over the keys to their CMS, I guess. I, no one has trusted me with the keys to their CMS <laughs> yet. <laughs> I've offered, I've offered uh, multiple times, I'll be like, you know, because I, I, uh, I do a little bit of web design, so I'm comfortable with WordPress and Squarespace and stuff. Uh, and I'm like, honestly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to the guys that pay me to do this. It's, it's really is a blessing and I, and I love it and I really love their shows. And, and I just, I try to offer, you know, I say I, when I started doing the shop talk show, I wasn't doing show notes, but whenever Dave started talking about his, his, you know, his time jump links and I was like, Hey, do you want me to start doing these? Like I can, I can write them out. You know, it's like most of the time I'm just sitting listening. So I have time to write stuff out. Uh, and they're like, yeah. And you know, they, they were nice enough to toss me a little bit extra for that. But, um, I, you know, I just want to be as helpful as possible. I, I, I love podcasts. I love being a part of it. And so anything I can do to help is always great, but no one has, no one has taken me up on that offer yet. <laughs> <laughs> just just give me a just give me a wordpress login or something and i'll i'll go up and post it but um yeah that that offer is on the table if uh if anyone <laughs> wants to get in touch with me and have me do your show i am more than willing to uh to post it you know uh, i i kind of handled that stuff whenever whenever the social converse started uh, i figured out how to set up an amazon s3 account how to host files how to link it in wordpress using the blueberry or powerpress whatever it was uh, and get it into iTunes and all that stuff. So uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not by, I'm, I'm a lot better at editing than I am at the managing side, I think. But you know, I can, I can type out blog posts without making a, too many typos. And so, <laughs> so. that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I'm pretty good at writing. I'm okay. <laughs> uh, and that's so you would right now, I guess, that with this current setup, you would either like throw Dropbox throw the file back in Dropbox and then they'd take care of posting it and doing yep. wherever, whatever CDN or whatever they, they use. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but that's good to know, I guess, for somebody who's listening, who's loves the idea of podcasting, but is terrified of the idea of editing and any of that kind of stuff. I think that's what's kind yeah. of neat. And, well, and, and it's time consuming. Writing mm-hmm. out, writing oh, yeah. out show notes, doing the editing, all this stuff that, you know, it, it takes, it usually takes, depending on how long a show is, usually it takes me an hour or two to do, to do a show and, and I've gotten fast at it, you know, and I've learned all the little keyboard shortcuts and got really good with logic. So, you know, if, if someone out there just wants to do a great show every week, like the guys at shop talk do, they like, I'd, I'd love the idea of them just being able to sit down, hit record, talk for a while and like, and have a show done, you know, have me take care of everything else because, because they're great dudes and, and the content they put out is, is so great. Uh, and, and for all my shows, you know, that's, I think that's why, that's why they've hired me is because, you know, it just, it frees them up to do stuff that they like doing. Um, and I like doing this and I need, honestly, this, this beats the crap out of working at a auto parts factory. So. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I was going to ask you before I forget to, um, if you wanted to plug your band, is there a website or something to. Yeah. Uh, the band is called Colton Moore and the Clever Few. And it's kind of, uh, it's blues, rock and roll, a little bit of Texas country. 
Um, and it's just coltonmore.com. It's Colton with a K. And there's links on my website, which is aarondowd.com. You can kind of find yeah, everything so. that I do up there. Speaking of show notes, I'll put that in the show notes stuff in the show notes, uh, which if you found this somewhere else besides the website, you can visit ssktn.com and uh, look for the show me your mic link. This will be episode 18. Aaron's smiling face or something there. <laughs> I can't remember if your image was <laughs> the photo you sent me was smiling or not, but you had hair. I remember spiked hair. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we'll be and, and a beard, too, if it's the photo I'm thinking of. Or is yeah. it did I have sunglasses on or was I kind of? Squinting a little bit. No, I th- well, I'm thinking. I think I, I'm looking at your Skype picture. That's the one. The sunglasses. I don't think the sunglasses one was on there. Anyway, be <laughs> you can look for Aaron's name too. That'll clue you in if, you, if you're not yeah. sure. Uh, so for folks maybe who are listening, they, I'm sure the question is, well, how this sounds awesome, and I want you to do this, and uh, but you surely you want like millions of dollars per minute to edit. <laughs> a million magic. No, my band magic mystery. As we say in my band, uh, a million diamonds is how much I charge. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime we talk about money, it's always in terms of diamonds. No, um, no, I ask, I ask seventy five dollars per episode. Um, and uh, when I started, I was talking to Dave about it. I was like, "How much should I charge for this?" Because I had no idea. Uh, He's like, "Well, uh, I think like fifty or sixty dollars an episode is pretty good." Um, and I was like, cool, I'll go with, I'll go with what Dave says. <laughs> so, uh, so I started as that and, and, and as I've gotten better and progressed, I'm like, okay, how many of these shows would I have to do per week to make a, a decent living? And then, and then I just randomly pulled $75 a show out of my butt. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> sounds good. So yeah. Well, that's what everybody and then, Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was talking to someone about consulting the other day, and they were like, "Do you do consulting?" And I'm like, "I do now." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I figured, you know, fifty bucks per half per half hour, you know, just to, to sit down and have a Skype call or have me answer your specific questions, you know, teach you compression or EQ and all that stuff. And actually, I kind of wanted to go over that uh, a little bit if we have time uh, in a couple oh, yeah. of minutes because I think that's a lot of people probably there's it's really not that hard. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> I didn't go to, yeah. sorry, I didn't go to college for this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I taught it all myself and there's, there's things you can do um, that are really easy. That'll make your podcast sound good. Well, that's so, what I was going to ask you is, is as you've listened to podcasts and I mean, obviously listening to, you know, five by five or, or some of the shows now where you're editing, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're a little bit biased maybe, or you, you know what's going on. But when you've listened to other shows out there, um, this show or whatever, you can, you can pick on my show. I don't care. I don't have any uh, great uh, claim to. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Chris. Being. I listened. I listened to the Dan Benjamin episode, and while right. I, I did think his his quality wasn't quite as good as it was on his show, he he and his setup is extremely professional. And I haven't reached. I haven't reached that level of, uh, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's just the way he records, or whoever's mixing for him is really good. But I'm not quite there yet. Um, as far as terms of quality and some of the shop talk show episodes have gotten pretty close and I'll, I'll listen to them. I'm like, yeah, this is good. But Dan's, especially anything Dan records, uh, really, really high quality because he's got a great setup. He's got the, he's got the, what is it? The PR 40 Heil mic, um, and the DBX one six, six compressor, I think. Um, and he, he does all that magic with his Mac minis and all that stuff. It's, it's a very very professional setup and and you know and while i'm learning and i'm getting there that guy's really good so he definitely is the uh the 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 standard that people should look up to um and what was the question <laughs> just, tell me about dan benjamin it was the question no. <laughs> <laughs> talk all day about dan benjamin yeah <laughs> no i'll put a link to the interview actually i did with him which is it's a good one to yeah to pick his brain and then actually in the show notes for that link is a link to uh, uh i forgot what maybe it was the frequency one of his shows where he goes through like him and hattie went through all the gear that he's using and mm-hmm. and, uh, and there's a video version and an audio version of it as well and so um that's if you're like like me and before i did any podcasting i kind of like would eat that kind of stuff up and just watch it and rewatch it or listen and mm-hmm. listen and make notes and spreadsheets of like this is the gear and how much it would cost and blah 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 and so if you're that person who's listening i'm with you and 
and uh, it's a ton of fun just to think and dream about doing this kind of stuff. So um, that's your uh, your drug there, I guess, is that that episode of, with Dan for sure. Um, yeah, he's and he wrote a blog post about it as well. If you just search Dan Benjamin's uh, guide to podcasting, I think it'll pop yeah. up, and it's it's got everything you need to get started. He's he's said it more than a couple of times, I think, but some of the um, some of the more important things, I guess, uh, for someone who's new to it or wants to improve it, um, can we go there? Yeah, that's started what I was on that's, that. Okay, yeah, that was the original question before we um, went on the the Dan rant. <laughs> getting getting gain levels right for your microphone. Although I guess to start off with a, a good microphone, um, like the the Rode Podcaster, if you can afford it, I think what is it, two hundred bucks. Uh, something like that, a really great microphone. It's going to take care of most of the heavy lifting for you. Uh, so just buy that and, and you'll be in good shape. But then just making sure your your gain when you're recording in is not too hot or not too quiet. Usually, I think between negative six and negative 12 is a good a good place to start. Um, if you're in a, this probably sounds like Japanese to someone who doesn't do this on a regular basis. Um, oh, but you're, but you're talking to folks who, who do this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, what, that's right. Know what they're doing or they don't. So you can go as geeky as you want with it and then <laughs> yeah. they'll adjust their levels. <laughs> so it, just, it'll make sense to everyone eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and then you don't want to do too much processing while, while you're recording. Um, try to get a good clean level. Try to, get a, try to record in a room that doesn't have uh, a bunch of bare walls. Um, right now I'm actually recording in my dining room, which isn't super ideal, but like I said, I, I don't normally record podcasts. I just edit them. Yeah. Um, but, and, and then, and then after you record the files, then you, most of the time, the stuff I have to do is as far as compression goes, I bring, I bring the, uh, the threshold down. Um, usually kind of depends on how hot the original file was. If it was really hot, I bring it down a little bit more. If it, if it was kind of quiet, I usually don't have to. And then I'll bring the gain up to kind of even that out. So you, so you get, so you don't have the peaks going crazy and, you know, making a bunch of bad noise, uh, maxing out. I'm terrible at explaining this. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I know it's like, then, well, it's something that you do that's second nature, but then when you actually have to talk it through, it's like, what do I actually do now? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, and then EQ, usually I will cut, um, well, let's give a quick lesson on EQ. Um, you've got zero to 20,000 and zero is the low end. It's the base frequencies. Uh, and then it runs up to scale to about 20,000, which is where people start. Most people stop being able to hear. So those are the, the highs, the crisps, the kind of, um, the bright end of the spectrum. Uh, and so what I normally do is I cut most of the frequencies below 60 hertz, which is usually they're just a low, really low rumble, and they can uh, take up space in the mix, I guess. Um, but uh, right around, right around uh, 2200 hertz is, for whatever reason, um, unpleasant to the human ear. Uh, and if you go into your EQ and boost that area, 20, 2200 uh, hertz, you'll you'll hear this kind of this hiss or this squeal almost. So I usually cut cut a few decibels out at 2200 and then 5000 is where a lot of s's live. So if you got if you got that sharp hiss whenever someone says an s, um that's usually sitting around 5000 or 10000 hertz on the high end. So you you know, you take a little bit out right there and and honestly just play with the EQ that you have. Um get to know it. Um you know, boost all the different frequencies, move stuff around, uh, watch a couple tutorials because that can make a huge difference. Sometimes, sometimes I have to boost bass on people. Sometimes I have to cut mids. Um, and once I got comfortable with doing all that, then I was able to hear a track and say, okay, this person's high end is, is for whatever reason, uh, uncomfortably loud. I'll bring it down a little bit, bring up the bass a little bit and their voice just sounds better. Uh, and that's you know that's kind of the stuff I do. Yeah, it's a great primer on, uh, uh, yeah, EQ stuff because it, it's it's one of those things I think that's that is intimidating for folks to start messing around with. I know I come to it and I'm kind of like I feel like I'm going to do more damage than good by messing around with stuff, and so I'll generally yeah. I, mean, I do a bit, but I have kind of presets. But once from there, I kind of am too scared to touch it and 
<laughs> just remember it, you can always you can always hit reset yeah <laughs> well and it goes back to like what we talked about earlier where it's just it's time consuming to edit and so often you're either either uh, out of laziness or out of trying to be efficient you're trying to get the show out as quickly as possible and so to spend yeah. an extra 20 minutes playing with the eq on a particular guest um and debating okay is it worth it am i gonna make it worse and um and i think the there is a certain amount of like I think you could be a great podcaster, interviewer, or discussion, whatever kind of show you have, and a terrible editor. Like, there's no it's no true. question that <laughs> that not everybody is cut out to be both. And uh, some of us, like myself, maybe are half-assing both sides <laughs> of that <laughs> equation. But, um, but yeah, and so to to invest, so to speak, in someone like you to help with the editing side, I think is a great way to even to try it out for a couple episodes and just to get a. What I struggle with is is that idea of like, hey, what really does sound great I, I know it sounds good but i can't really figure out how to make it sound great and that's you know like you talked about with dan and having um lots of his the gear and also the the expertise that he's either has or hires out to folks mm-hmm. um it's and so to hear yourself your own show done professionally gives you at least a, something to shoot for of what it could sound like and then you can kind of find your way there um by yeah, yeah that's true like you. so and uh, and honestly um if if anyone wants to reach out to me and just ask me a couple of questions, you know, just shoot me an email uh, or I'm on app.net too, but I know, you know, well, most of you guys probably are too. Um, I don't, I don't mind taking out a little bit of time and saying, you know, Hey, what did, what could I do better here? Um, because, because I am, I'm really lucky to have guys like Chris and Dave and, uh, and Josh and other people that have given me a chance and let me, and have paid me to do something that I like doing. Um, but I, yeah, I'm grateful for that. And I want to give back too. So if anyone has any little questions, you know, I don't mind. And, and, and I know eventually it'll just lead to me knowing more, um, me making friends. Uh, and honestly, friends, friends sometimes can be a lot more valuable than, than just getting, you know, 25 or 50 bucks for a half an hour of my time. You know, it's, um, yeah. So <laughs> no, definitely. And that, that's another angle too, though. I mean, both ways you of of, of uh, sort of spinning it or whatever you want to call it is um, doing a like you you do a fifty dollar per half an hour for consulting, but you know saying uh, not saying what you should do here, but what you could do is like for fifty bucks or whatever, I'll listen to twenty minutes of your podcast and send you back some thoughts on audio edits you can make. Or uh, it's actually a really good idea. <laughs> well, there you go. You can give me a no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> give me a cut of you. Your, you get commissions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Send me an email at Aaron Dowd at SSKTN.com and <laughs> <laughs> I'll connect you. I'm his agent now. I just signed him. <laughs> Sounds good. In front of, uh, no, uh, but actually what I was thinking, there's, this are kind of just random uh, thoughts as we talked here mm-hmm. is that as we've done this and the sort of community of podcasters and, and podcast editors grow, you know, let's say you interview uh, or um, I, uh, just pulling up one of the shows. Happy Monday here. So like uh, ooh, Jason Santa Maria, let's say you do his, he gets interviewed on happy Monday and you EQ up a thing for him, you know, Jason Santa Maria with a road podcaster <laughs> and you, then you could like, I don't know whether you would sell a template in logic or, you know, like the, what's it called in logic? Now I forget the when you, channel strip. Channel strip set, yeah. Like mm-hmm. almost, uh, I know uh, Jim Metzendorf who, who did stuff with five by five for a while. He put out like a, a Kickstarter campaign where he gave uh, um, some of the template, the channel strip settings that he had used for some of the five by five stuff. And, and that kind of idea um, just to help people, it kind of gives you a baseline of, okay, this is sort of where it should sound and how it could work. But anyways, as a, as a resource, almost you could, we could do like a, here's a repository, GitHub repository, almost of, of uh, EQ settings, channel strip settings for the different people. Cause I mean, Jason's going to be, or Dan Mall or whoever, these guys are going to be on mm-hmm. podcasts repeatedly. And every time they are, some other guy is going to have, or a girl who's going to have to <laughs> EQ them probably the same way because they're going to be talking the same mic, same room, everything else being Yeah, equal. that's true. Anyway, that's a whole nother. That's interesting. And and in fact, um, if anyone knows how to get uh, Jim Metzendorf's podcasting book, I want to read that. <laughs> I, I emailed him all back and I was like, can I... Uh, buy your book somewhere because I couldn't. I, it's weird. I couldn't find it. Well, I think once it's off Kickstarter, then I don't know if he took it. I don't know what he did because I actually I if uh, we uh, I can 
I can loan it to you. <laughs> My library book. Is it a PDF? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. It's probably illegal. If that's Jim, if that's okay with you, <laughs> I would appreciate it. I, in fact, because you know, because I know he does audit it, uh, audio editing for Five by Five, I was like, I will, I will pay you for some of your time, sir, because you know something that I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing you could teach me uh, how to get better, and and you know that's what I want to do, and like I said, eventually. I would love to do this full time. I would also love to do editing for five by five just because it's, you know, one of my favorite networks or mule or, uh, the industry. Um, any, pretty much anyone. Um, <laughs> I just, I'd love to do, I'd love to have 15 or 20 episodes a week to do. Uh, and I, you know, I feel like I'll, I'll get there slowly. Um, but, but yeah, Jim, if you're listening, I uh, send me some stuff. I'll give you money. There you go. <laughs> I think actually there was an inter- exchange between him and uh, Daniel. This is going way off tangent, I guess, but him and Daniel Chalk a little while ago. I remember where Daniel had recommended his book to somebody else, and then he just had you know arranged something where he gave him five bucks or ten bucks or whatever. I can't remember what it was. So I'm sure he'd be open to that if if, uh, if you can get him to get in touch cool. with him. So um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I had in my notes. Um, any special gear? I guess the gear question isn't quite as applicable to you because you're not so much that. Uh, like you talked about the road podcaster mic that you'd recommend folks get, but you're not so much, uh, I guess headphones, maybe what are you, what are you using for headphones and mixing and, and editing, uh, podcasts? Yeah, uh, I, I got a, a good pair of Sony MDR 7506 and I, um, they're great. Uh, I've listened to a few different mixing headphones and they seem to be the clearest, the most, uh, on, on, uh, what do they call that? Unpainted. There's, there's a term for it. Uh, unbiased, whatever they, they give you an accurate representation of what the sound is. Um, and then if you know what you're listening for, then you can edit accordingly. But I actually will go back and listen to the podcast on, on a a pair of $6 Panasonic headphones that I actually listen to music on simply because they're ear, they're, you know, earbuds, they're cheap and they actually sound really, really good. They have a weird, crazy long name, but if you go on, uh, Amazon look for Panasonic earbuds. They're like six bucks. They come in colors. They're, they, they're really good for the price. Um, j- and then I just listen to finish shows on that just to make sure, you know, cause I assume most people aren't listening to podcasts on uh 7506, you know, hundred dollars Sony headphones for mixing. Right. Um, and then I use, um, I use logic pro, uh, mostly stock plugins for things like channel eq i have a there's a plugin called speech enhancer which bring kind of brings out people's voices a little bit nicer and then uh compressor and noise gate which i didn't i'm sorry i didn't get into noise gate those are good too oh go for um, it What's, uh... uh noise gate noise gate is i had a question i had a guy ask me adam clark asked me about noise gate the other day um and basically noise gate is good because it allows you to cut off audio below a certain point so say you set the you set the cutoff point at negative 20 uh, decibels um, and anything below that will get cut off and you control, you can control the release on that. So say when someone's talking, once they're, once the audio drops below that point, it, they, you know, it cuts it off after, you know, 500 milliseconds or half a second, whatever that is. I'm not sure the conversion rate there. Um, so you can, so you can set it to cut out the background noise but in more of a natural way and you control, you know, how far down it cuts it off. So you could cut it, you know, 20 decibels out or you could cut out uh, all the way to negative 100, um, which would be complete silence more or less. So noise gates are great to use. Um, there's been situations where I've recorded a podcast and you'll hear other people talking in a person's headphones that'll come through their audio track. Right. So, and so you hear that little echo. Um, so noise gates are really useful in that situation because they will cut out the background noise and you can set it to attack pretty quickly after, after it drops below that level. Um, and that way you don't have a lot of, a lot of background noise going on when someone else is talking. And so the, the compressor plugin, the, or, um, is that what, right. I can't remember. If yeah. Yeah. Just a stock, uh, the, stock compressor yeah, plugin. So all these are stock and I've want I've looked into getting some of the more expensive plugins like the Waves plugins and all that stuff, but but honestly I don't uh I, I, I want to talk to someone like Jim and find out if he uses stuff like that because uh because they're they're pretty expensive. They're like two hundred dollars for a single plugin and it would have to make a pretty big difference 
in the sound quality for me to invest that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm open to it. And I read about that stuff in my free time, you know, when I'm not doing other things to pay bills. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's definitely a passion of mine. So, but yeah, pretty much just Logic Pro stock stuff. Um, I think you can get a copy of Logic Pro for 200 bucks now on the App Store or maybe Logic Express. That, that's what you're running, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think actually Logic Express is gone. They just have Logic Pro now. But I think, yeah, it's around 200 bucks, give or take a buck or two. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I got a student edition of Logic Pro from eBay, I think. I paid 200 for it a couple of years ago whenever I started learning. Um, so you look around and get that stuff. Uh, I know people people can use, you can get pretty good results out of GarageBand, Audacity, stuff like that. I'm sure most of you guys are using that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's common. Pro Tools. Yeah, GarageBand and uh, Logic. And I think there's been, I'm just trying to think back to the previous 17 episodes, but a uh, variety of folks doing different things. But for the most part, uh, there's, a, there's... I remember hearing... Sorry, I remember hearing about a, a program called Reaper, which I think was sixty or seventy bucks. That was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, that's one. Um, and sorry, I'm just scrolling through because uh, there was one that actually, that just when you're talking about that, it reminded me I wanted to um, take a peek at because it was just uh, audio editor. Oh, there's an error on my web page. Sweet, <laughs> nothing like finding bugs live. Yay! Uh, I can fix that for yeah. you. <laughs> just give me the keys and. Fix it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Andrew Helmick episode. I'll put the link in the show notes, but the app that he uses or program or whatever we call it these days, uh, it's called the Hindenburg system, which is sounds like hmm. some sort of German bombing <laughs> thing, but, uh, but it actually it looks, it's Hindenburg. a Mac and or windows app, uh, a 30 day trial. And they actually like list, you know, it's for, podcasters is one of the people they're sort of targeting with it and uh hmm. forget how much it is but it's anyways i'd be curious if there's somebody out there who's using this as well i when andrew started talking about it i hadn't heard of it and so i was kind of just didn't know what kind of questions to ask about it but if there's someone else another podcaster out there who's using this i'd be curious to just pick your brain on it come on the show and and uh and just to chat about it just because it's one like we hear about garage band here logic you hear pro tools um and then that's about it, I think, for the most part. And then, yeah, this one was kind of out of left field anyways for me. So um, so um, in wrapping up, I'll, I'll ask you about, like I said, uh, some podcasts that you listen to and, uh, and then also the apps that you happen to listen to them on. Um, but so you can, I don't know if you need to get your podcast player thing out or whatever, and I'll just do a little quick sponsor thanks and, uh, and then we'll get the podcast that Aaron listens to. So um, my thanks to... Uh, to T-Bone over at the Sound Lounge uh, for helping out with some audio post-production, similar kind of stuff that Aaron does, although he does it a little more for commercial radio and, and or TV and video work. So if you're needing that kind of kind of work for either your podcast or something else you're doing, uh, visit T-Bone at thesoundlounge.ca. Um, he's one who... If he has overflow work, you should tell him to give yeah, him a call. exactly. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I would love to do this for that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I've been... Uh, it's funny because there's, I think there's a world where he's in, like the audio engineer world, who kind of like, I get the impression, not he's not a snob towards podcasters, but he kind of, it's like this. Uh, We're amateurs. yeah, it's Let's totally that's it's a bit of looking down the nose a bit, I'm sure, although he understands it because he does a podcast, so it's not like he's he's foreign to it, but it's kind of like why would I dip my toe in that world of of amateur audio audio folks or whatever when I'm you know recording in my <laughs> sixty thousand dollar microphone studio or whatever. But uh, but I think there's a huge business like what you're. It's growing, anyways. It's maybe not huge mm-hmm. yet, but yeah, it really is. So so yeah, thanks to T Bone and the Sound Lounge. Uh, visit him at thesoundlounge.ca. Uh, and uh, thanks for he does the intro music, outro music, and, and voiceover stuff that way on this show. All right. So uh, what uh, what podcast do you listen to? We talked about the power Mac Power users, and you're obviously a five by five fan. So huge is there a, pick a, a few shows off there that you? I'm going to, I'm actually just going to, I, I, I listen, I just use the stock, uh, podcast app on the iPhone and it was really terrible when it started. It's, it's a lot better now. It works. That's the big thing. <laughs> it works. I can open it and I can hit play and it'll play a whole podcast for me. Nothing will break. <laughs> unlike, unlike when it first came out, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to start at the top and read down uh, and and because it's actually quite a long list and you guys are probably going to be like, what? <laughs> um, the Gently Mad is currently at the top and I, I like that show. I've subscribed to that. Uh, Quit, 
um, upfront podcast, back to front show, JavaScript Jabber, Execute, um, Colors and Code. Although it's, it looks like it's been a while since they've released anything. Wait, wait, wait. Um, hap, go Colors ahead. Colors and Code. Is yeah. <laughs> I was just, why, why? It's funny. <laughs> I was like, why aren't your show showing up in my Well, that one actually is now? on hiatus or paused or whatever. It's, uh, it's needing to find its way. That's just funny. Because <laughs> I haven't put out an episode of that show, I think, in almost a year maybe i don't know it's a buddy of mine that i actually do web dev work with website work with and uh yeah so he and i did it for a while when both of us were just starting out and we had lots of time to <laughs> to talk about mm-hmm. the idea of running a business but now we actually have to run a business we don't have time to record the podcast <laughs> but anyways that's good to know that there's uh, somebody else out there listening <laughs> oh yeah uh happy monday and then of course the five by five master feed and i mostly listen to uh, quit um, almost always back to work always uh, the shows like uh, Jeffrey Zeldman's uh, big web show the uh, what's the other web show called um, uh, well, I forget it anyways all the anything about web design and then uh, like I saw the founders talk uh, and what was the other one that um, Adam just got oh, change there? log, change yeah. log? Yeah. I like the change log too um, and then, uh, so tons of f- five by five, uh, shop talk, obviously I'll listen. Sometimes I'll listen to those two or three times actually, cause just cause I like them and, and Dave's hilarious, uh, Roderick on the line, the web ahead. That's what yeah. it's called. Um, uh, there was a show called hired that I was listening to for a while. It's on hiatus. I think they need to bring that back. It was a good show. Authentic jobs, uh, accidental tech podcast, um, unfinished business, uh, the ATX web show, uh, do, 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 do NPR's Planet Money show, The New Disruptors, um, Radio Lab, East Wing, uh, All Songs Considered by NPR. Oh, You Look Nice Today is gone. Yeah, that's a sad, sad about that. <laughs> uh, this American Life, there's a movie show called The Podcast, uh, The Industry Radio Show, The Talk Show, John Gruber, uh, Let's Make Mistakes, um, The Boag World, uh, Web Design Show, and then, uh, Running from the law that's on Mule. So those are those are my uh, those are my regulars. Wow. So the, this is always the question because whenever I ask other podcasters who actually are like recording shows, often they don't have like they they want to listen to other shows, but by the time they've recorded their shows, edited, etc., they don't have time to actually listen to much. What because uh, it's hard to listen to a podcast when you're recording a podcast, obviously <laughs> for hopefully obvious reasons. But maybe there's somebody out there if. Or editing exactly, one. yeah, or editing, in which that's what you're doing. Except that I do get to listen to all the shows that I edit. Yeah, so <laughs> see, that's a good gig. You can if you hit up the podcast you really love, and then you actually get paid to listen to them. That's you. You got the best of both worlds, right there. <laughs> Judging, yeah, I've and I've. I'm sure more than a few of you listening to this have probably received an email from me at one point <laughs> saying, "Hey, do you guys need a podcast editor?" Yeah. So I do that from time to time. Yeah. And it's, uh, I was good. But how, so how do you find time to, do you have a, a commute that you're on? Or I guess if you're out on the road with the band and stuff, you get time to listen there. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, uh, or I'll go to the gym, work out, listen to podcasts anytime I'm driving. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to a lot of music. It, it seems that, um, I almost always have earbuds in. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that's wrong. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm a little antisocial, I guess, uh, except to my friends on the internet. <laughs> um, but I spend a lot of time at home and I spend a lot of time, you know, working on various websites. I have a, I have a, a part-time gig with a, a web designer, a graphic designer in Fort Worth. Um, but yeah, honestly, just a lot of, a lot of, uh, just as I do everyday chores, you know, all this, all the things that people do every day. If I can have my earbuds in while I'm doing them, I'm probably, I probably will. And, and I don't, uh, I don't drink or go out to bars and such, um, except on special occasions, you know, if I'm going to dribble meetups <laughs> or something. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's a lot of other time that I spend on this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm hugely obsessed with learning things. Um, so I, you know, podcasts are a great way to do that i've i've really i felt like they've almost been as valuable to me as a as a college education that i am still four classes away from finishing (laughs) (laughs) that's right if you i'm sure i I didn't listen to the episode that you called in on or i don't remember listening to the episode of quit that you called in on but uh i'm sure dan would be like yelling at you to go back to school or finish your school 
his his advice was honestly um like stick to one thing like you're doing too much and and he honestly he's kind of right i i have always wanted to do drumming professionally and that could be a full-time gig i love doing website design and graphic design and that could be a full-time gig and i want to do podcast editing too which might turn into a full-time gig so i'm kind of i'm split between three things and the thing he always says is that um you know, divide your intention and know those things are going to be as great as possible. But I have ADD, and so I like to have different things to work on and, and new things to learn, and I like to be challenged and split my attention. But honestly, I, I think I could see myself doing podcast editing full-time um, and then playing in the band, obviously, as a, as a hobby uh, or, you know, full-time career or whatever. But... Because I'm because I'm gone so much, it makes having a regular job really really hard. And podcast editing is perfect because anywhere most places have Wi-Fi these days, so I just pull the episode down and edit it and put it back up. And you know I'm tethering them on on my phone for that. I've used that before to put up uh put up podcast episodes. So I would really love to be able to do this you know, 30, 40 hours a week and play drums on nights and weekends. Yeah. So hopefully it'll go that. Yeah. Way. No, I think you're definitely on the right track here with this stuff because. Like we said, it's everybody and their dog seems to be coming coming out with a new podcast and or podcast network uh, or not a yeah. network but a sh- bunch of shows, which are whatever way they they want to do it, right, Tim? Um, yeah. And they, uh, yeah. So I mean, I think right now there's it's still at its infancy, really, where there's a lot of people doing it and not a ton of people making money at it, right? But it's gonna mm-hmm. it's growing. The the cream will rise up, and they'll get busier and busier. And need people like you to help edit and. And away they go. So yeah, I, I hope, and and you know, I've 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 told people before if if, well, no, I won't go there. <laughs> I, I I just hope <laughs> I gotta stop. I gotta stop offering to do things. Yeah, don't free. do it for free. Charge money, make a living. <laughs> I gotta charge money. I'm bad at this, um, but I I do hope that more uh, more shows will find sponsors and that more companies will start to realize the the massive audience that is in podcasting. Um, and you know, there is limited time, but I think, I think eventually tons and tons of people will be listening to more podcasts and less, uh, less terrestrial yeah, radio. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So, um, in wrapping up, I guess, where can folks find, follow you? We've mentioned your website, AaronDowd.com, and, uh, those will be in the show. And I'm just at Aaron Dowd on app.net. I do not have a Twitter account or a Facebook, so uh, shoot me an email or find me on Apple. Wow, you're, so is that a, uh, I don't want to get into a big political argument here, but uh, <laughs> was di- uh, ditching Twitter or just never had one to begin with? Uh, ditching nice. Twitter. I found I spent way too much time being engaged with it uh, and and not enough time on the projects that I have. Like I said, I, I pretty much have three full-time jobs. And it got to the point where you realize that you're spending four hours a day reading people's tweets, talking to people. And, and I just, I needed a break from it. So, uh, quit a year or two ago and haven't gone back since I do miss it. Sometimes I have an app on my iPhone called Flipboard that lets me watch people. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy. (laughs) Um, it's an, it's a magazine style app and it just gives you these little tiles. And so I can, I can follow a few people and see what they're saying. Um, but that's just, you know, I'm I'm the kind of person that would be like, I, I went crazy with it and followed 500 people and talked to everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I know I can. And that's not no, efficient for no, me. It's not really efficient for everybody, but some people seem to be able to do it somehow. I guess, or maybe they just don't. They have a, a full time job somewhere that they can just do that on someone else's time. But that's what I know. I can leave app.net open uh, and happily work away and periodically get little updates or whatever. Whereas, yeah, Twitter, it's just like everything and anything is across your path and completely Mm -hmm. distracts. So, um, yeah. So my thanks to Aaron for coming on and, uh, definitely visit him over at his website and pop him an email or whatever, if you're curious. And like we said, this show I'll be sending off to him and sort of doing a little demo test thing or whatever to, um, see See how I do. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a test. It's just a, (laughs) it's a fun demo, but your entire career could ride on this. You're right. And, and thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pleasure. And, uh, and you can, of course, find us, uh, find me at sskTN.com. 
at SSKTN on Twitter and app.net and Facebook. And uh, you can uh, listen to some other shows we do here. Too Lazy to Blog is uh, sort of a roundtable discussion that actually Tim Smith we talked about, Adam Clark, who does Gently Mad. He's also a co-host on that show, and we talk about uh, just sort of nerd stuff. And uh, and maybe we'll resurrect Colors and Code. That's a good, good little plug. I could help you guys out with that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so I'll, thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit SSKTN.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in Lemon. <laughs>